Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Our consciousness is amazing. The things we can do that we have no idea that we can do. People would ask me, when did you start talking to your guides? I'm like, oh, I remember this time when I was 28 and this happened. And then the next time somebody asked me, I was like, actually, I kind of remember this time when I was 21. And I'm like, that's weird, because back then I couldn't do it. And then the next time they asked, I'm like, I kind of remember this time when I was 10. The more times people asked this question, the answer kept getting younger until I realized I've always been communicating with my guides. My intuition's always been there. I've always had awareness. I just didn't know it. There's no person that can't talk to their guides. I would even say there's no person that isn't already talking to their guides all the time. Everybody can do these things. So just keep trying. Each person has a spirit mind. There's just spirit mind. This is our natural state. There's nothing wrong with this mind. It just it was intended to be centered within love. But somehow along the way, we got, somehow we got it out here and it just became centered in nothing. And our goal for this is really to change what's happening on the planet. Because we, so we're, we're going through this rough time right now where things are amping up. On the planet, the energy is changing. We're going through a big uh, transition evolution right now. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. I'm your humble host, Amrit Sandhu, and you're tuning in to a conscious conversation designed to help you grow. Our mission here is simple. It's for you to live your purpose, live your best life, live the life you love. This podcast is sponsored by Enthusiasm for Life, by great creation itself. To keep the good vibes flowing for myself and yourself, do us a solid. Subscribe to the Inspired Evolution podcast on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution podcast. Now sit back, relax, open your mind, open your heart to this conversation and stay inspired Keep evolving. 
This podcast is all about energy mastery, but it's not just about mastering your own energy. It's about mastering interactions with people. It's about mastering chakras and how to collect your chakras and connect them to other people and how to actually communicate through your energetic centers. And also like limiting beliefs and how we have personal limiting beliefs, collective limiting beliefs. So this is an energetic conversation about us personally about our communities and then collectively geopolitics we go into so many things around the energy of the planet and the energy of the universe spirit mind where the world is going this is a really profound conversation for energy mastery and before we dive into today's podcast i have to ask you please take a moment to do please like subscribe and comment on the channel your subscription goes a long way more than i can say thank you so much in advance Welcome back to the Inspired Evolution. And we have with us, again, I was going to say repeat offender. I definitely should not say that because we've loved having you on. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> double trouble, second time round. Uh, Jeffrey Allen, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, thanks, Henry. It's so good to be here. And uh, I loved last time. You've already got so many uh, juicy questions out of me last time, but I look forward to seeing what's coming this time. <laughs> well, thank you so much for that. And you're very kind. It was a, a very fun conversation as always, and also very um, illuminating and insightful. And as um, we were discussing earlier, just so well received um, by everybody here around the Inspired Evolution, the comment section literally just completely lit up. For those tuning into Jeffrey for the first time, I'm going to quickly do the honours. Um, as I mentioned before, he's been on the Inspired Evolution podcast before, and that's not his only claim to fame. <laughs> Pardon me. I am way too comfortable with you. Um, he's a distinguished Mind Valley author and energy healer. He combines engineering precision with deep spiritual insights. Uh, he has been guiding over a million people worldwide towards personal energy mastery. He's become a global figure in energy training, helping individuals enhance their relationships, spiritual connection, personal presence. He's got his programs that he's known for, Duality and Spirit Mind, which offer practical tools for spiritual fitness and a profound connection with our true essence. And I guess in and around there, we're aiming to make higher awareness accessible to everyone. Jeffrey, welcome back to the podcast. Oh, thanks. So good to be here. And uh I love that introduction. If if I didn't have you saying that, I would I would forget all those things. <laughs> Especially <laughs> the fact that you've been on the podcast. I mean, my focus is everyday life. Every day is every day is my workshop. Uh, that's what I learned from my wife. And it's just like that's where it's all happening. I totally forget all the all that stuff. Yeah, all the things that we've achieved. <laughs> and sometimes it's it's nice to receive. Um, oh yeah, like I did that. Oh yeah, and I did that. Yeah, I've been a busybody. Um, it's yeah, it's nice to receive that. I wanted to start out of the gate today um, with a bit of a a question around, uh, and you know, let's just go there. It's around manifestation, and I hear this quote a lot around the law of attraction. People are often talking about the law of attraction. I wanted to dial into your awareness and the space of energetics a little bit because as I've studied more and more of the law of attraction, it seems to be, there's nothing wrong with it. It seems to be this thing that genuinely like impacts people's lives for the better. But it seems like there's, I don't want to call it a deeper law, but maybe you can help me reconcile my languaging around here. But there seems to be a deeper law around the law of resonance, which is actually we end up attracting what we're resonating as rather than what we're trying to just attract. My, that's the, like the, the, the sort of setup for the question in terms of, yeah, what do you feel or what is your awareness around the law of resonance and 
its role towards being able to manifest certain things into our reality? Yeah, good question. Good question. I've been thinking a lot about manifesting lately, actually, um, and and resonance resonance is really key. Yeah, because the the idea that I think most people have is that um, I can use some like uh, kind of tricks, if you will, to like I want to create something, and there's like some formula or some tricks I can try out, and then I'll you know those things will come to me, and uh, it, it doesn't quite work like that energetically. It's a little it's a little deeper. <laughs> Imagine that. And so, um, so yeah, I like what you said about resonance. I've said that many times that uh, when we go into resonance with something, a frequency rise, so first we got to get our energy lined up and coherent. Uh, usually our energy is kind of, um, you know, all different directions, many things coming in, our energy looks kind of kind of mixed like this. If, if your energy is not coherent, it's hard to attract much of anything, or it's certainly hard to attract anything that's coherent because your energy is not coherent, right? So first, that's what we do. We kind of go within, we meditate, we look for places where, um, you know, maybe we have some uh, guilt or shame or blame or, you know, something that's kind of out of resonance with our true being. And as we start to work on those, we kind of line up and we come into, into harmony with our spirit, right? And so now now we're really resonating. And when you meet people like this, that's why you say, oh, wow, you're so bright and shiny and just like, and, and beautiful and amazing. And it's like, oh, that's what we're talking about is the energy. You know, we're not talking about the, the skincare products. You know, we're talking about like your energy is like so, so bright and fantastic. And and uh, and when you're in that state of, of resonance, you're going to uh, naturally resonate with other people in that state. Right. So it's just like um, uh, if you play guitar, if you've got uh, two guitars and the same tuning and you like you pluck the, the string on one of them, the same string will vibrate on the other one. And those guitars aren't touching. They're not connected in any way. Um visibly, right? Physically, but just through resonance, harmonic resonance, they're, they're vibrating. So the same thing's happening. So, and that's, that's why when you're around people, uh, you can feel them. Even somebody that meet for the first time, you'd be like, oh, I really, I really vibe with that person. I really resonate with that person. I really, we're even using the correct words, right? <laughs> yeah, I resonate with them. And, and it's true, you do, because your chakras are like, um, kind of like guitar strings, you know? So each chakra, you know, it's, it's kind of like, um, your own personal uh, speaker and your and your microphone at the same time, and so you're going into resonance. Now with manifesting, should I, should I just keep rolling here? You know, I can talk forever. Uh, yes, please, <laughs> please keep rolling. Okay. <laughs> I'll pepper in my so questions where appropriate, but please keep rolling. <laughs> I have no problem talking. <laughs> the um, the thing I, that I was thinking about recently is that um, myself, I'm always analyzing or kind of observing. I'd say myself. Try not to do so much analyzing anymore, but I'm always watching myself, seeing what's happening, and then trying to see the bigger picture. And what I noticed is that uh, this life-work balance that we're all trying to achieve, uh, if I had to sum it up, I would say uh, it's probably 1% or less manifesting and 99% or more living. That's the actual balance. It has nothing to do with really work and life balance, Right. So work, if I'm manifesting, meaning that I'm doing something or I'm taking some action to make a change and, and you know, so I'm, I'm kind of, you know, go, 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 pushing in that direction, I'm, I'm, I'm manifesting, but we can't be doing that all the time, right? Because the, the purpose is to create, uh, like the purpose of manifesting usually is I want to create a happy future. And that sounds really great, um, but 
not at the expenses that you don't find happiness now. Now, I really learned this from my wife, Hisami. You know, she says, when I ask her what her life's purpose is, she said, oh, that's really easy. It's to create happy memories. And I was like, whoa, that just kind of blew me away. I'm like, so simple and so profound and, and, and present time. Like you can make a happy memory right now. You don't have to get ready. You don't have to plan. You don't have to manifest. There's no law of attraction required or anything. It's just like, it's a perspective. It's like, am I present in this moment and showing up rather than being out in the future, you know, planning or being stuck in the past. If I'm just like right here, I'm going to be making happy memories. And if I'm doing that, then isn't that was the goal I was trying to get to anyway. Right. <laughs> so like, that's what I'm saying. So manifesting, you know, I, we, we kind of make it this big thing. Like we want to spend all our time manifesting, manifesting, manifesting. And I think like 1% or less is probably balance. And the rest of the life is just uh, living. And when, you, when you're doing that, the thing I've noticed for myself too is, you know, because I made this big switch from being very manifesting oriented, doing energy work all the time on everything. I did that for more than a decade, right? Like uh, maybe maybe two decades, you know, where it just everything, I'm always manifesting. I need a parking spot. So I'm working the energy. I'm, <laughs> I'm picking out something to eat. So I'm checking, I'm doing a reading on the, let's see which food's right. I'm like, I'm always doing energy work. That was like my thing. And then I met my wife and she's not doing that, but I can see uh, she's more tuned in, got more balance. She has all the things that I think I'm trying to get to and without doing all the things that I'm doing to try to get to it. And like, hmm, okay, maybe I need to take a beat <laughs> and like check her out, see what she's doing, you know? And so, so the last 10 years, that's what I've been into is like, okay, turn down the manifesting, Turn, turn up the living and see what happens. And remarkably, more things manifested, more things came to fruition than if I would have been trying to make them happen. So it's, it's, uh, it's kind of counterintuitive at first because we think we need to make things happen. But I think it's more uh, accurate and graceful and certainly more fun to uh, uh, let things happen. You know, set, set up set up situations where uh, life can come to you, and and then give it a chance to do that. You don't have to like chase it. Yeah. There's um, there's a whole rabbit hole around some people tuning in, going, "Hey, but um, I want to change how my situation looks," um, and we can get into that. Um, but also, what I'm I just want to sort of echo some of the sentiments around what you're sharing is. What I'm hearing is manifesting is very focused on a what, um, whereas there's also just the how you're going about the daily thing that you're doing um, and just getting connected to the how. Um, and I remember, yeah, you know, uh, there's another Mind Valley author, uh, Dr. Shri Kumar Rao. He, was, he talked about purpose and he was saying there's always two things happening. There's always what you're doing and how you're doing it. And he said that on stage and, you know, the next day I had him in a podcast and I was like, what's more important between the two? And he was like, oh, it's infinitely more important how you're doing, what you're doing. It's almost irrelevant what you're doing. <laughs> and I was like, no one would say that. <laughs> but, you know, in the, in the common vernacular, and I'm hearing you um, saying that in, in, in your own way as well, which is profound um, because also there's that, energy of how it can be a bit when you're searching for a want or a, or a what 
there's a bit of a there's there's some frantic energy in there and there's a bit of a lack frequency in there and that you're like kind of trying to seek for something you know yeah. Yeah. there's an emptiness that you're trying to fill there there is and that's uh, uh again i'm going to reference my wife a lot just because you know i've been learning from her for so so much and um uh when, when she talks about it she really talks about it in terms of she said i really like this too she said if you think about it in terms that you have actually have two minds inside you so you have one mind that's really uh, optimized for dealing with, with the material world. So it knows how to measure things and compare things and so on. And so she calls that the material mind. Uh, and then there's one that's really optimized for your spirit. And so that one's called spirit mind. And when you learn how to use these two, suddenly some of the, the conflict goes away right away for me. Like instead of thinking, why am I sometimes like this, but other times it seems like completely the opposite Am I am I like bipolar or you know like what's <laughs> you know what's going on here? It's like no, I just have two minds with different purposes. It's kind of like having two little translators sitting here. You know, one is translating spiritual information, one's translating material mind information, and it's kind of like okay, which one am I listening to in the moment? But they're both me. They're both. I, I'm not trying to like get rid of one and just be the other. It's like uh, how do I how do I bring them together? And uh, that's when things get really powerful. And uh, yeah, it's really fascinating. So let me see if I can key back into what you were saying. Was um, okay. I lost it. What was the? the I got so excited about this. I lost your question. Yeah, when we're when we're discussing um, when we're discussing focusing on what and through the the attraction space as opposed to the resonance space, where it's just like how we're doing, what we're doing, and the way we're carrying ourselves, we're avoiding the trap of having those voids. Um, that we're trying to manifest from and right, that frequency right. of lack. Exactly. That's that's what it was. Yeah. And so um, this this material mind over here has the idea of of positive and negative and abundance and lack like that because those are material world aspects. Those are those are true in the material world, right? Um, spirit mind doesn't have that. Spirit mind is always full. It's always overflowing. And so if you're if you're seeking to feel feel fulfilled in your life, and that's why we usually manifest, like we want to feel fulfilled. It's not usually that we just want more stuff. Like even if we want more stuff, it's because we we think that'll help us be fulfilled. If we dig a little deeper, we realize, oh, I want to feel fulfilled. So which mind would be the 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 choice here? The one that has to do with lack and and comparison, or the one that's already full? <laughs> it's like okay probably this is good this one's already full uh, let's start there right and that's it's um it's another way to kind of uh it's kind of a deeper energy take on what we were saying earlier that if i'm in the present moment and the, the how you know i'm in this present moment um, then i'm using that mind you know or i can be i can be showing up with that mind in the moment but if i'm out in the future if i'm trying to do stuff um, all that belongs to this mind that's um, kind of busy, you know, the mind that we're used to used to using. So we're uh, you know accustomed to. Yeah, it's a little hard to put into words because it's funny. This this whole concept over here doesn't have language. Language lives in this mind. So trying to make a when we try to make a training program about it, we're like, okay, if it if it has nothing to do with words, how am I going to talk about it? Yeah. <laughs> But uh, you know, so you kind of talk around it, you kind of get close. Some analogies. And you experience. telepathically communicate. <laughs> 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 the vibes right here. Are you getting it? Yeah. 
it's coming through on the infrared levels. Um, but yeah, I, I, um, you mentioned a little bit something about, um, your chakras kind of being like open speakers and then also receivers. And the question was going to be around the lines of how do we do that energetic housekeeping and work to try and bring ourselves, you know, the, the two hands that you had like that. Um, and maybe these are two questions in one, like how do we do that? And then potentially what do sh- can, how can chakras help us do that? So a, a double, double decker question. <laughs> yeah, you bet. Yeah. So with the chakras, uh, the, the thing to remember is that uh, you're not broken. So your, your chakras, your energy body, your physical body, everything is, uh, is sort of set up to be self-correcting and to, and to create and sort of, uh, to create balance, but it's also a little sensitive. You know, if I, if I just eat uh, hamburgers every day, my body's going to get a little out of balance and I have some problems. If I, you know, if I don't take care of myself, there's going to be problems physically. So same thing happens energetically. You know, if I'm, if I'm always, uh, you know, my, for some reason I have a little pain, you know, somebody, when I'm a child tells me, you know, uh, shut up, you're stupid, don't say that anymore. Or, you know, we get some message uh, that probably gets passed on from something they had heard, right? People tend to to share their pain with, you know, unconsciously with others. If that gets in the fifth chakra here, the root chakra or the throat chakra rather, it's going to kind of close down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be afraid to use my voice. And if I stay in that position and then I'm 20, 30, 40, you know, uh, the years are going by and this is still closed down here, that's going to start creating imbalances in other places. I'm going to be compensating uh, with other chakras. I mean, it's, it'd be kind of like if I didn't use one of my muscles, the rest of the body is going to try to pick up the slack, but it's not really positioned in a way to do that well. And so, so the thing to notice is to just, uh, and it, the, the beautiful thing about energy work is that it moves very quickly compared to the physical body. So in the body, if if I have a a, a real physical issue, uh, that takes time and uh, probably is going to take some external care. You know, you need need to get maybe I'll need a surgery or some medicine or something to assist with that. Uh, energy work, on the other hand, uh, is very fast. The energy body can move very quickly. So I can go in. Maybe I'm I'm doing a session with somebody, uh, hypnotherapist or somebody who's guiding me through, and I kind of go in and I I notice, oh. My throat, I found it. I, I remember this experience where some teacher said something and it just scared the bejesus out of me and I just closed down and I was afraid to talk again. This is actually my story. <laughs> right? for, for example, you know, my friend had that happen. <laughs> right? So, yeah, I, I remember that. I, I was in uh, sixth grade. I was running for, I can hear my throat already closing. I was in sixth grade and I was running for um, secretary at the, or financial secretary or something like that. I don't remember. And I got up there and there's this uh, big burly uh, teacher in the back. He was the, the gym teacher. And he was like, I can't remember what he said. It was something like this. And then we did one of these. And then like, like that. And I was just like, you know, this is like some big burly guy. I'm like, he, he could kill me. And, and I just choked. I was up there and I just went, ah. <laughs> and then that was, that was it. And um, probably 30 years later, tw- maybe 20 years later, I remembered it was doing a trade with somebody, an energy healing trade. And, uh, and they, I, somehow I went in and I was like, oh, there's that thing. And there's that guy. And, and I could see how much it affected me. And I could also see that for him, 
it wasn't this mean, angry thing that I received. He was kind of a jokester too, right? He was kind of, you know, he, he was probably trying to motivate me rather than shut me down for the rest of my life. <laughs> right? So he's not like a villain. But from a, you know, a, a young boy perspective, that was very scary. I couldn't receive that. I just, I just closed. But when I saw that, I was able to say, oh, let's, but now that I know that energy is there, I can just start giving it some love. I can, from my present time self and this new awareness, this expanded awareness of the situation, I can be there and send love to my younger self. So I just, I just see that uh, little boy, Jeffrey in sixth grade up on stage or in front of the class, wasn't really a stage, but, uh, and, and just choking. And I just be there and just be like, Hey, you're okay. It's fine. You can, you can talk. He's just joking around, you know, and like, just, just give the love as if, you know, uh, as if I was there. And, and so that's how you heal these things. Basically, you just love yourself. You don't need anybody else outside doing it. Uh, it does help to have somebody kind of guide you into those places because we, you know, we, we're like really, you know, both eyes closed. <laughs> we want to look at our pain because it hurts, right? But somebody else can see it and they're like, hey, what about that giant thing that's on fire? And you're like, well, I don't, I don't see it. What are you talking about? <laughs> so and then they're like, oh, that thing. And then you see what it is. Oh, okay. Start loving yourself. Maybe send a little love to that that teacher, uh, and then just kind of all the times. If I'm getting really carried away, I might just think of all the other times between here and now, and send a little love to myself. Because this understanding kind of comes all at once. Because we're, we're engaging this other mind, right? That knows everything. Boom, right? That's where insight comes from. And uh, so, oh, here's all those other times. Here's last week. Oh, here's some potential future times where I'm afraid I might choke. Uh, let's just do them all. Let's just send love to myself in all those situations. And, and it's, it's that simple. And that'll, um, it, it's not a one-time momentary thing, but every time it comes up after that, I have awareness of what it is. And I can say like, oh, I need to send a little bit of love. I actually, I really love doing this for my future self. It doesn't come up so much because I don't, maybe I've been doing it too long now that, um, but when I used to, get ready to go on stage or I'm going to do an interview or something like this. If there was any kind of nervousness, I would just send love to that future self. I would just, I would just send love to me. It's going to be on stage in two weeks or one week or one day or one hour. I'm just always there just like loving up that future me like crazy. And then when I step, step in, in the moment, I don't even think about it. All I do is I step in, there's just all this love and energy and I just feel fantastic right? <laughs> and for me, this is kind of the secret that this is what I would call manifesting, right? It's just, uh, it's just love. I'm just sending love to me in all those different places and times. And, um, and it's something you can always do. Anytime you're stressed, what are you stressed about? Uh, send some love. If it's, is it the future? Send some love to that future you. You know, let, let you know that, that you got your back, that you're there. And then uh, is, are you stressed about something that happened in the past? Maybe you did some, like, maybe I said something kind of mean to somebody and I'm feeling guilty. Send some love to myself in the past. Because obviously I was in pain if I said something obnoxious. Send myself a little love and then send a little love to that person too, you know, <laughs> that was taking the brunt of my my pain. Uh, that's, that's the easiest way I know to... Uh, get unstuck, whether it's in a shock or anywhere else, and then move back into the flow, into grace, into love. And really easy. 
Hey, you're Inspired Tribe. I want to take a quick sec, but I wanted to share something today with you that is really dear to my heart. And it's actually what keeps the entire ecosystem around the Inspired Evolution thriving my one-on-one coaching. So it's basically coaching that helps you live a spiritually aligned life. I coach people from all different types of walks of life. These people are leaders and they're looking to have an incredible spiritual impact in the lives that they're leading for themselves and then also lead in alignment to their values. Now you don't have to take my word for it. Here's a few people that have also transformed through my coaching and here's what they have to say. Amrit is a fantastic coach. In a few sessions, he got to a depth that I'd only experienced before working with certain medicines. He's gone through a lot of the struggles that you're probably facing. Then my corporate banking job wasn't really doing it. You feel like you're not making progress towards your goals. And Amrit's been a really strong, supportive figure in my journey. I'm more in control of myself. I'm kinder to myself. I actually have that vision and a purpose. I do feel like I'm a better version of myself already. Amazing energy. He was easy to talk to, which made me easy to trust him. Working with Amrit at nine o'clock on a Saturday morning and really I was bouncing out of bed. Whenever I get off the calls with Amrit, best money we've ever spent. I would not recommend him because I don't want everyone to know about him and then I won't be able to book him. If he gets too busy, I won't get my turn. I would say absolutely. There's no way you can work with Amrit for a period of time without being transformed. So if you're considering him as a coach, do not hesitate because you won't be disappointed. As you guys can see, there's a lot of people all over the world from all these different corners experiencing incredible transformations. I don't think, if I can say humbly myself, that there is anything quite like this somewhere else online. Most people that you know have channels that you know grow and grow and grow don't really focus on one-to-one offerings. I have just found that it is the most profound space where you can bring yourself in a private container and really just share what's going on for yourself. And if you want to book in for that call with me, touch base, it's www amrit.coach forward slash life that's www.amrit.coach forward slash l-i-f-e there is a link in the show notes below to book in that call and yeah if you want to take your journey further if you want to dive in deeper and you really want to live a spiritually aligned life if it's for you please do check it out and without too much further ado once again for your spirit for yourself today's podcast Random question. Are you a Harry Potter fan by any chance? Uh, a little bit, but it's been a long time. Yeah. Okay. So there's uh I'll just try and keep this short so <laughs> just make it long. But in the in the third book, I'm a total nut. Um, but in the third book, um, there's a point where I'm not sure if you remember this, but Harry's been through this whole process and he's on one side of a lake and there's these creatures called dementors they come in around the lake and they're going to attack harry and his mate and they fly in and harry's being having his soul literally sucked out of him by these these dementors they call them and at that particular precise moment he looks across the river and his father appears and shines like a blinding white magic spell and you know sends this light and dispels the dementors um and it's this but his father's been passed away for a very long time right since pretty much when he was born and then you go down the narrative arc of the story for a little bit and it turns out there's this opportunity for him to time travel and he actually travels back in time and then as you follow the narrative arc it's actually him standing on the other side of the river but even in the story he's waiting for his father to appear out of the bushes 
at that precise moment when he's time traveled back to the time where he's on the other side of the lake about to have his soul sucked out waiting for his dad to dispel the darkness and all that sort of stuff but his dad doesn't arrive and in that moment he realizes that it's actually him that he interpreted as his father and he shows up and shines all this light right (laughs) and it's like and this is hollywood right like this is this is all happening and it's like it it totally i remind that that piece thank you for following along i know it's a bit of a share but reminds me all the time um that that's you know the the love and the light that you can actually send it back to yourself i've got, and see I've got a real life story about that too mm, please <laughs> so i had the the most profound time that this happened for me i was when i lived in colorado you know i grew up in colorado so i was kind of kind of a hick you know and uh i had this this really cool four-wheel drive vehicle uh, and I like to go up and, and hit the, hit the trails and drive on stuff that was impossible. And, and so one day I'm, I'm driving up this thing. It's like really challenging. I can barely make it up. You know, it's, it's uh, seem, seeming pretty dangerous, but, um, I get to the top and I realize, oh, I have to go back down. Going down just because of the way the hill is, is going to be a lot more challenging. So I'm coming down, you know, I'm, I'm excited, but I'm also scared and then at some point, uh, my front left tire, just I'm just teetering on these two tires here. And then the front goes down like and just goes off this uh, this drop off. Right. <laughs> and I'm hanging there and I hear this and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> am I going to roll the truck? You know, and I hear this little voice in my head that says, let off the brake. So I, I'm so used to listening to my guys. I just do it instantly. I let off the brake and the car goes boom, boom, boom. And, and kind of comes down through and writes itself, um, you know, without any uh, too much damage. <laughs> I don't know, maybe I have to ask the car dealer. They always complained about the underside of my vehicle. <laughs> and, and a little bit of ego, a little bit of material mind damage as well. <laughs> right, right, right. And, but the, but the interesting thing was, is, is uh, later in the day, I thought, oh, who? I want to know who that was. There was, you know, because I felt it. They were over here. I could tell where the voice was coming from. Somebody told me that I was thinking spirit guide, right? So I went into meditation. I sat down and I went and, and looked at the situation. I just kind of, I do a little uh, time travel myself, right? But just kind of in the energy. And uh, so I I go there and I can see myself driving down and I can hear the person say, let off the brake. And so I look over here and it's me standing in the trees. And then I noticed that oh, I'm also standing here watching myself drive and myself tell myself that. And then I thought, but actually I'm sitting in my room meditating, right? And that's and then I kind of opened my eyes. I was like, interesting. Like there was four, I was in four places and at least two times at once. And that's not a stretch at all. Like our our consciousness is amazing the things we can do that we have no idea that we can do this is just all happening naturally uh, everybody can do these things but we don't know that because we're used to having these bodies and this is like a very kind of you know one place one time sort of deal seemingly right but our consciousness is so much bigger you know so that that story that you told about harry potter like that's that's true i've had that story <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much for sharing your experience there. And that is fascinating, finding yourself in four places at once. The um the 
the natural question that was emerging for the audience listener tuning in is how, what does sending love actually look like? Um, for those that this may be new to, um, what does that actually practically when you're sending love to yourself, what does that feel like? What does that look like? Is it a, yeah, can you just run us through what that may be? Sure. Something yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's kind of fun because that, that question is, uh, you know, love lives uh, in our, in our spirit. So it lives in this, this part, right? And over here, there's the, a question like that doesn't even make sense. Be like, how could you... <laughs> how do you how do you love well you just don't do anything else because it's your natural state your natural state is love <laughs> so like if you if you turn down all the noise you'd be just vibrating at love all the time right <laughs> that's that's our natural state <laughs> that's <laughs> and so so how do you love yourself is you just remember you remember, <laughs> but on a practical level, like if, if this is new, if you're kind of, you know, most of us used to living over here doing stuff, manifesting, you know, five steps to whatever, five steps to love yourself. I would say uh, visualization really helps a lot of people. So I might, I might uh, imagine that in back in that situation where I was a child, you know, and the teacher was, was uh, said something that scared me. I might visualize myself there. I, might, I could imagine I'm sending like light um, there's a, a beautiful one that my wife teaches where she says, just imagine that you're in the center of the sun, like literally in the center of the sun, just like just all that energy and, and that, um, and you're just going to see yourself at whatever age or time in the center of the sun. So that's a very powerful way to send, send love to yourself. Um, some people like to see it kind of showering down. Now there's, so all these visualizations are ways to help to kind of, get through our belief system and, and back into what is just natural. So I encourage people to use whatever works for them. Make up your own energy tools, make up your own visualizations. Uh, don't follow my guidance all the time. Like the way that I see it, hear it and, and, and understand things doesn't mean that it's right for you. You know, so when, like right now, if you're listening to this and you say like, imagine, yourself as a child, like some time where you were in pain or wish somebody was there for you and then uh, send some love to that child. Or you could just say, love that child. Doesn't have to maybe take the word send out, love that child right now. Just like, oh, I'm just feeling love for myself, appreciation, compassion. It's like my heart's opening. And then just, uh, that's enough. And if, if you feel inspired to do so, you can imagine some visual, some light around or some warmth or heat or uh, anything, smiles, you know, whatever you're inspired to do. Uh, that's, that's how, uh, that's what's going to be best for you. Hey there, quick question. So do you use any of these energy tactics in your life? Are these a part of your awareness? And if so, let me know in the comments below how you use energy, what your awareness of energy is, and how it supports you in living a really rich and full life in the comment section below. I love that. Thank yeah. you so much for it's sharing It's that. really easy. It's really easy. Yeah. 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 Another question that emerged out of there is... Um, Spirit guides. So last time we had a conversation was deeply rooted in intuition and I don't mind traversing those grounds again because um, it is one of my favourite topics. Um, I'm not sure if you remember, but we had this really yummy conversation about um, 
intuition and then like deep inner knowing when you just know you're here for stuff and you can't explain it. Um, but yeah, in there, there's also um, guides, you know, how do you listen to your guides? How do you hear your guides? Um, is it, and is that different to you listening to your own intuition or is it the same channel like that you're listening, tuning into the bandwidth on or um, yeah. Yeah, you're you're actually answering the question with your questions. It's perfect. Yeah. So when you said is it the same is it the same channel as your intuition? Uh, yes. And this is this is a fun journey that I've been on. When I when I first heard about spirit guides, I saw like other people have this ability where they can talk to these these guides, or some for some people it's like somebody from Pleiades or somewhere, you know, like. And wow, other people have this ability. I wonder if I can develop it too. And so I, I went to school and tried some stuff and and it seemed like something fleeting was probably there, but I couldn't quite tune in. And then without really knowing why, just because I was open to trying it, at some point I was having conversations with my guides and it didn't seem any different than talking to other people. What happened was the there's kind of a, a layer of unconscious energy between what we know now and the things that we, you know, are unconscious, just to put it in simple terms, right? So this this energy, it looks like kind of a gray and foggish uh, kind of energy. So if I'm trying, if I'm trying to see something like, uh, if I'm trying to see this little thing, and it's in my unconscious, there'll be this layer of energy between me, and I just, I literally cannot see it, even if I look right at it. Yeah, and what what'll happen is. I kind of have to do this. If what'll happen if this is the unconscious energy, as my awareness goes towards it, I'll sort of just like forget where I was going, and then my awareness will just go somewhere else that I'm more comfortable with, right? And so uh, this is a, a defense mechanism that we create to keep us away from our pain. Usually, so we, we surround our pain with unconscious energy, so that uh, if it's too much for us to deal with in the moment, uh, then we won't keep hitting it. We'll be able to sort of veer off and sort of stay clear of this pain. But over time, we want to sort of, once we're, you know, later in life, when we're have a little different perspective, we might, we want, might want to move this away so we can go in and see this. Same thing is true. This unconscious energy also exists between you and your guides or you and uh, greater awareness. You know, sometimes, you know, think about, you can think of it kind of like a bubble around you that you live inside. And it's, and at, at times it'll sort of like, you know, something will happen, whew, the bubble will expand, and get bigger. And you're like, whoa, there's a lot more going on now that, than I knew of. But it's not new things that are happening. It's a new, it's an awareness of things that you weren't aware of before, right? And so the more that you try to pierce that, some people call it the veil, you try to pierce that veil of unconsciousness, uh, the more you'll kind of poke through, poke through, poke through, and eventually you'll kind of get through and then it'll disappear. And for me, that's that's what happened with my guides. People would ask me, uh, when did you start talking to your guides? And I'm like, oh, I remember this time when I was 28 and this happened. And then the next time somebody asked me, I was like, actually, I kind of remember this time when I was 21. And I'm like, that's weird because back then I couldn't do it. And then the next time they asked, I'm like, I kind of remember this time when I was 10. <laughs> I could keep getting, the, the more times people asked this question, the answer kept getting younger until I realized I've always been communicating with my guides my intuition's always been there i've always had awareness i just didn't know it right and this is another place where you got to say oh that's because i was identifying with with my ego the part that 
you know, is, is very validated by our societies in this world. And, but I didn't know I had this other part of this other mind, but it's, but it's been there my whole life. I've been using it all along. I just didn't even know what I was doing. So talking to your guides is like that. And, uh, so just keep trying. Like if you're in that position where it seems like something you can't do, uh, know that that's not true. There's no person that can't talk to their guides. I would even say there's no person that isn't already talking to their guides all the time. You just don't know. It's just it's just something that you're doing that's outside your belief system or awareness or comprehension of yourself. But what what I really liked was your second part of your question where you said, is it the same channel as your intuition? So this is when uh, I started getting into some really interesting conversations. When, when I first started talking to my guides, I hit them up for all the all the normal stuff. I'm like, does that girl like me? <laughs> you know, yeah. guides, you know, can you tell me, am I going to get a good raise this year? <laughs> right? so we're not talking deep spiritual uh, thoughts here. We're just like, <laughs> I was in my 20s and I was just, you know, thinking about that kind of stuff, right? And then, you know, after a little bit of time, that stuff started getting old. And I started, started asking deeper and deeper questions. Why am I here? Who am I? Who are you? Are, are you me? And so that's when it started getting juicy. I'm asking my guides, are you really just me? And they're just like, <laughs> well, yes, but not in the way that you're thinking. Like, because you're thinking over here, like, like we're thinking about the physical world. It's and in mind. Right. In this mind. And it's, it will never make sense to you in this mind because we're talking about the spirit world, but yeah, you got it over here. There's, there's many, you know, there's like, there's separation and many, everybody has a, a material mind to use that terminology, but he has an ego has a personality a body over here. There isn't actually like each person has a spirit mind. There's just spirit mind. Right. <laughs> right and, and so there is no separation here so if there's no separation then my guides sure look a lot like me in fact actually hmm you look a lot like me okay now we're getting kind of weird now you start seeing kind of some of the uh, indigenous tribes will say things like there's only one of us here or you are another me or all these kinds of things like ah that's because they remembered the this this understanding, this mind, this awareness. Yeah. I'm finding it very difficult in this conversation to not draw parallels. And maybe this is a blasphemous parallel. So pardon me if I'm doing that. But like on my understanding of the unified field as I'm hearing it and spirit mind as being in this oneness space. Um, and then how the guides. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are appearing as manifestations of, well, part of, from that unified whole, from that spirit mind, as, you know, connection here. And like you said, the channel to the intuition is one and the same and myself is all mixed up in there. Um and, and the parallels between Hinduism and, and the Godheads, you know, the different access points um, to connect to that unified field. Because I think there's this misconception in collective, in the West collectively, not just a big brushstroke I'm using there, but many people think that Hinduism is about many gods. And it's like, no, there's many Godheads leading into that one unified field of awareness. And it's almost like we've got collective collective spirit guides um that we've chosen to tune into for specific energies um that would that awareness was just with me um i just wanted to share that here yeah that's great yeah all all the um all the big spiritual teachings are talking about the same things and 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 grappling with how do i how do we express this beautiful reality in insufficient language and mental models so it's like it's so every spiritual teaching is being saying like well it's like there's uh it's like there's this this loving father in the sky that knows everything it's like that yeah but it's not that okay it's like (laughs) but but it's kind of like that that's a good analogy (laughs) And, and uh and it's kind of fun when you start looking at energy uh, all these things have specific words around them. Like uh, it's it's fun when I was talking to my wife. This is years ago about religion, and she was asking in particular about uh, like when I'm when I was doing healing work. I used to do uh, it's called Christ force healing, where I would tune in and I'm going to connect with Christ and let that Christ force energy kind of flow through and into the people. And so when I was doing that, and she was we were doing a co-healing session on somebody and she goes, Oh, that is that the energy you're calling Christ or Christ force? I said, yeah. And she goes, Oh, I didn't have a name for that, but I know that energy. Oh, okay. So that's what people are talking about. And then I, and it's like, Oh, now she's like, what's going on in your hand? I'm like, well, that's what I would call people call that. Like Mary Magdalene's plugged in and I'm doing some kind of channeling. And she's like, Oh, that's what people are talking about. I didn't know. I hear people say that word, but I didn't know what they're talking about. Now I got it because she sees energy or she says it's more like smells than sees. She says seeing is kind of limited, but you know, like you can smell popcorn without having to look at it. (laughs) She said it's more like smell like, (laughs) and you know what popcorn is. You don't have to analyze, right? (laughs) And, uh, but uh, it was just really fun. And the same thing happens with uh, other traditions too. If somebody's uh, coming from a completely different background and talking about uh, their, uh, they're religious heroes. Then, uh, same thing. She's like, Oh, that's, uh, yeah. Like we saw a Ganesha statue when we were traveling and she's like, Oh, wow. That guy used to scare the pants off me when I was a kid. There was always this elephant guy with sometimes multiple trunks or heads and stuff and just freaked me out. But he kept showing up over and over talking to me. 
<laughs> I was like, yeah, Ganesh is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, um, yeah, it's fun. It's really fun. Yeah. One of the um, questions that also uh, arrived earlier that I wanted to ask was, um, yeah, you mentioned pain and how energy can sort of not mask, but not distort, but sort of cloud and protect us from looking at um, things where there may be wounds. Um, how do we sort of allow ourselves to first identify that there may be some things that we're not looking at and then also potentially go down the path of addressing and looking and healing some of the things energetically? What does energetic healing um, identifying and addressing look like? Yeah. Yeah. So I would say um, the clues are are all around you in everyday life. So it's basically just kind of about listening. And I'll, I'll give you, I always give examples from my own life. Cause I'm, you know, I'm certainly learning all the time. Like I noticed, I've noticed this several times, but recently I noticed again that, Hey, I'm spending a little more time on Netflix than seems healthy. <laughs> I'm like, so what's happening here? Okay. I'm just going to, as soon as I noticed it, it went, okay, like just turn it off. And then I go, what, what am I, what is happening with me right now? I'm not very comfortable. I, I'm tired, but that's not really it. It's like, I'm not comfortable. And so then I just pause and I kind of let it sink in. The trick is to not be judgmental, right? I'm not trying to fix myself. I'm not trying to determine if I'm good or bad. I'm just listening to myself. I'm not feeling very comfortable. Uh, what am I not comfortable about? Oh, I, something, I don't know exactly, but it's something about the way I'm showing up or not showing up in my relationship right now. Oh, okay, interesting. I didn't even know that I was hitting this because I was just masking it by, I'm tired, I'm going to pop on the TV. You know, that, I was just, you know, that was my unconscious energy. We've got all these great tools for creating more unconscious energy <laughs> and we use them all the time. And, um, and then once I noticed that, maybe the next day or the couple of days, I just kept listening and, and I made a conscious choice to like, I'm just going to, every time I reach for something that's a distraction, I'm going to pause for a moment and then just tune in because that's the moment when I'm right there. Like it's whatever it is that wants to change, that wants to be healed, that wants to come out. Every, anything that I want to see, it's right there at the surface. That's why I'm, that's why I'm like, Oh, scary. Give me the remote. Uh, turn on the TV or get on my iPhone. I better check the news. What's happening in U.S. politics now? Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> you know, like something I got to distract myself, right? So as soon as you notice yourself doing that, just be like, okay, what am I distracting myself from? Because whatever it is, is right here. It's like just a, it's like a micron away. I can, I can touch it. That's why I'm, I'm kind of freaking out and reaching for the, you know, the, the ejection seat <laughs> handle, right? And, um, and, and that's it. So that's how you find it, is you just notice where you're wanting to go unconscious, right? And there's there's nothing wrong with going unconscious. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just, but you ask the question, if you want to change, how do you change? Raise the opportunity. Right. Notice when you're choosing to go unconscious. Notice when you're reaching for the tools that help you go unconscious. And like I said, unconscious energy, it is a tool itself that we use to create separation between us and our pain that we're not ready to deal with in this moment. If it's too much, uh, then we create this unconscious energy to give us a little time uh, and distance so we can we can kind of live, we can keep living without just being overwhelmed by whatever it is. So it's not that it's a bad thing. 
But when it's coming up and you, and you start to see it, just give yourself a chance to listen to it. And you can do the same technique that we talked about earlier. You can just start to love yourself. Ah, instead of thinking, oh man, I regressed. I remember when I didn't watch TV at all and I was so diligent about it. And now I'm watching TV and I'm such a bad person and loser and poser. And you know, like instead of all that stuff, just be like, oh, yeah, I'm reaching for something. Ah, you know, I really, I really love how kind I am to myself when I find that I'm uh, picking up my bad habits again. I really, I really love how flexible I am that I don't mind if I, you know, fall into something for an entire day. Maybe I, maybe it's say it's Netflix. Maybe I binge Netflix for a day, for example, if I was doing that. And then, like, uh, I really love how I've let myself have time to do these things. And I love that I can stop and I, I love that right now I'm listening. And so all, all I'm doing is just finding different ways to love myself over and over and over. Okay, so that veil is starting to get pretty thin. If I'm not judging myself, suddenly this pain isn't very scary, right? Because pain is uh, is almost always about judgment. Yeah, judgment, even fear is about judgment. These, you know, this is, um, these are all the same thing. And so as I, as I let go of that and embrace just, loving myself, having compassion for myself. Uh, and and in, in a sense, having fun with it, uh, then then things change. So somebody just mentioned that on a little podcast. I've been doing this to little micro podcast where I'm sharing stuff kind of in the moment. And I share this really deep thing. I don't even remember, remember what it is because once once I go through it, it's gone. I'm on to the next deep experience, right? I don't, I don't really hang on to them. <laughs> and, uh, but somebody said, I love how at the end of this particularly like revealing deep and seemingly painful experience, you said that was really fun. And I was like, but it was really fun. Like, is that surprising? I guess so. Oh yeah. That's because like, it's true. Like I, I can be crying and having fun because I love being here. I love being in the body. I love being alive. I love this experience. And, uh, I love the siren going by outside. And then there's a, there's this, um, it's also very fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's this, there's this idea that we can only have fun in like this really narrow range of supposedly happy things. But if that was true, then all movies would be happy. Right. But people love to go see scary movies and just be scared out of their mind. That's fun. People love to go see sad movies and just cry and like, and, because that's fun. And then people like to go watch people shoot each other because I guess that's fun too, <laughs> for some odd reason. I don't know if somehow that's in our DNA or something, but, but um, all these things, whether they're scary or uh, terrible or wonderful, they can all be fun. We can, we can have love in all these experiences. Yeah. Jeffrey, there's um, something really interesting about, judgment when it comes to energetics it seems to be a real gooey substance um it seems like it just makes everything stick can you expand or explain or correct me if i'm wrong and just yeah just clear up the judgment and the importance of working with it um maybe it doesn't need to be demonized but yeah, yeah just um yeah. Yeah, maybe you can help clear it up. Yeah, well, the, like I said, you always answer your questions with your questions. It's, it's beautiful. It's really insightful. So um, 
yeah, so first thing you want to do is don't judge your judgment, right? So because if you're like, if you're like, oh, I'm so judgmental, what a jerk I am. I'm just a judgmental. Damn it, you're on to me. (laughs) Get out of my head, Jeffrey. This is not going to help. Talk about spiral, you know? So first you got to, you got to just have a sense of humor and curiosity be like, whoa, I was really judgmental there. And I don't like that I was, I, it's not who I want to be, but whoa, that's, that's kind of crazy. Actually. I can't believe I said that or did that or felt that. And then, uh, so once you like, oh, the judgment of the judgment, you're almost, you're like 95% of the way there. Right. Cause that's where we're mostly stuck is in the, the you know, meta judgment, if you will. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and it's what, it, what the problem with judgment or what's happening there is, again, if you kind of go to these two perspectives on the world, if you're coming from the perspective of love, there isn't any judgment there. That's what love is. That's why we say unconditional love. <laughs> right? So it's love is non-judgment. It's just seeing somebody without judgment. That's love, right? And so and over here, this this mind which is very necessary is made to assess things in the world around us. What's good or bad or safe, which water should I drink or not drink, which animal could kill me, or maybe I can eat or, I mean, so it's, it's built for uh, this world that we're, we probably don't even need it so much anymore, to be honest, you know, cause we're kind of, we've evolved beyond sort of our primal selves theoretically <laughs> yeah maybe i mean i want to see any evidence for that but just take my word for it that we've evolved beyond our primal selves. maybe you more than me <laughs> let's just say that <laughs> <laughs> maybe i'm optimistic here but but uh but this uh that's what so judgment is assessment it's like assessment of a situation right and it's totally valid to assess a situation that's really helpful and we want to we want to keep we want to always have that mind that can assess even ourselves, uh, the, where we get into trouble is when we start to assign like buckets to these as like good or bad or right or wrong. Like these things are, these are just beliefs. It's, it's completely arbitrary. It's not based on, uh, anything. Probably it's not based on anything that I had internally. My judgments of right and wrong are just something I learned. I probably learned them from my my parents, my teachers, my my friends, my uh, relationships, you know, my society and TV and so on. So I, I kind of learned these right and wrong things, but it's completely arbitrary. If you go to a different country, uh, you'll find people, you know, what was good here is bad there, and bad here is good there, and and it's uh, that that's all fantasy. And if you're living in a fantasy world all the time, where you believe that your beliefs are true, sorry everybody. <laughs> if you if you if you believe that your beliefs are true, you can't see the truth, right? Like you've created this the most strongest uh, unconscious cage possible, and then put yourself in the middle of it. So, you know, and so you you have to, you know, you have to get humble at some point and just say, I don't know, like where did my beliefs come from? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, or I'm sure I'm wrong somewhere. So then, okay, that's that's a good step. <laughs> now I'm kind of curious, where is it? Now it starts getting kind of fun. It's like a little mystery, like, I wonder where I'm wrong. Oh, kind of cool. 
I wonder where I got that belief. Like, why, why do I think that person is so bad just because their body shape is different than mine? That's kind of weird. Like, you know, what's what's up with that? Like, like I came to Japan, everybody's a lot shorter than me. I went from being like average height skinny guy to being like a, you know, the tallest, you know, biggest person in the gym. <laughs> I'm like, all I did is move cultures. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. I didn't, like nothing physically changed, but suddenly per- the perception of me, everybody's ideas around me, everybody's beliefs uh, did a 180, you know? So, Why do I... oh, yeah. Sorry, please. No, sorry, you, please. Oh, no, it, go ahead, yeah. I was going yeah, to say, about we... to say the same thing. <laughs> Doubt that very much, so. <laughs> you give me way too much credit. <laughs> Hey, you're Inspired Tribe. I want to take a quick sec, but I wanted to share something today with you that is really dear to my heart. And it's actually what keeps the entire ecosystem around the Inspired Evolution thriving my one-on-one coaching. So it's basically coaching that helps you live a spiritually aligned life. I coach people from all different types of walks of life. These people are leaders and they're looking to have an incredible spiritual impact in the lives that they're leading for themselves and then also lead in alignment to their values. Now, you don't have to take my word for it. Here's a few people that have also transformed through my coaching and here's what they have to say. Amrit is a fantastic coach. In a few sessions, he got to a depth that I'd only experienced before working with certain medicines. He's gone through a lot of the struggles that you're probably facing. Then my corporate banking job wasn't really doing it. You feel like you're not making progress towards your goals. And Amrit's been a really strong, supportive figure in my journey. I'm more in control of myself. I'm kinder to myself. I actually have that vision and a purpose. I do feel like I'm a better version of myself already. Amazing energy. He was easy to talk to, which made me easy to trust him. Working with Emirates at nine o'clock on a Saturday morning and really I was bouncing out of bed. Whenever I get off the calls with Emirates, best money we've ever spent. I would not recommend him because I don't want everyone to know about him and then I won't be able to book him. If he gets too busy, I won't get my turn. I would say absolutely. There's no way you can work with Amrit for a period of time without being transformed. So if you're considering him as a coach, do not hesitate because you won't be disappointed. As you guys can see, there's a lot of people all over the world from all these different corners experiencing incredible transformations. I don't think, if I can say humbly myself, that there is anything quite like this somewhere else online. Most people that you know have channels that you know grow and grow and grow don't really focus on one-to-one offerings. I have just found that it is the most profound space where you can bring yourself in a private container and really just share what's going on for yourself. And if you want to book in for that call with me, touch base, it's www amrit.coach forward slash life. That's www.amrit.coach forward slash L-I-F-E. There is a link in the show notes below to book in that call. And yeah, if you want to take your journey further, if you want to dive in deeper and you really want to live a spiritually aligned life, if it's for you, please do check it out. And without too much further ado, once again, for your spirit, for yourself, today's podcast. Why is it so scary to confront beliefs? For those tuning into this podcast, I know from the comment section, the tribe is very open-minded and open-hearted, but I know that there is, and again, I don't want to sound judgmental, but you know, there is, and I've been in that boat myself, where it's actually been quite, there even now, there, there are places where I'm afraid to let go of certain beliefs. Like it can be scary to let go of your beliefs or to confront your beliefs or to, even approach that humble space where it's like, oh, maybe what I know is just wrong. The fear associated with that, why? Well, I think uh, beliefs are a 
a shortcut. Like you got to look at what are beliefs helpful for, right? So uh, beliefs are a helpful shortcut. So it, um, if I if I don't have time, same thing with stereotypes. It's a really helpful shortcut. It's a way to assess the world quickly without having to dig too deep. Like in the moment, I can just look and say, big guy is scary. Okay, that was helpful. And it doesn't mean it's always right, but it, it's helpful, you know. Um, so beliefs create this kind of uh, safety for us. And we start thinking, oh, okay, if I live inside this beliefs, you know, it, it, may be a, it may be a small cage. It might be getting smaller and smaller as we add more beliefs to it. But if I'm inside, at least I kind of know I believe I know what's real and and I feel safe there. Uh, the problem is you can't do that anymore because we have this thing called the internet and we have this thing called global communication. We have video conferencing. We have information flowing so fast now that you can't really stay in your little bubble. You're just going to get bombarded with other things. So the only way to survive inside this uh, this belief uh, bubble that we create, our belief system, or, or BS, uh, is that, is, that uh, is to make it harder and harder and harder shell. Like we're just going to have to get stronger and stronger and stronger so that nothing can penetrate this hard shell. And that's what we see happening in the world. That's what we see kind of this calcification of beliefs in, um, in politics and other places. And uh, it's not sustainable. At some point, you know, a hard shell, like, you know, an egg's got, that's the best, hardest structure you could create and you can crack an egg. So, it, you know, you certainly crack through your beliefs and, and um, it's, it's really, it's actually kind of a, it's one thing that really touches me these days is I see everybody struggling with this, like people are good people. Like everybody I've met is a good person. Um, but our beliefs sort of constrain us in a way that sometimes we, you know, we, we act out against things that we find that we think might be dangerous, even though they're not. We know we don't see the world honestly. And the, the level of intensity is cranking up partially because of the communication that we have with the internet and so on, but also just on the planet, the energy is changing. We're going through a big uh, transition evolution right now. And so if you're, if you're in this belief system here, it's like turning on the stove underneath there. It's just getting hotter and hotter. The pressure cooker, you know, and so more and more people are starting to explode. And um, when that happens, it's uh, this is what my wife calls this uh, exone. We're, we're making a training about it, a free training, actually. Hopefully we'll get it out pretty soon because people need it. But it's it's because uh, that when that explosion happens, it either goes boom outward to other people. We see that a lot in a lot of violence or it goes inward, boom, and then people you know, violence against themselves. Uh, it, we're in the pressure cooker right now. So it's, and the pressure cooker, the purpose of it is to help us get through. It's supporting us in getting through this idea that, you know, that this is right. <laughs> I put it out here, but really we should put it right here, right? <laughs> it's all around me, right? I'm inside it. And um, it's it's supporting us in letting that go so that we can see that, uh, the, the world is not as scary as we thought. Like you said, why are we afraid to release our beliefs? Because it feels safe inside, but it's not safe inside your beliefs anymore. That's the most dangerous place right now is inside your beliefs. You, you, you want to start, as much as you can, start letting those go, start expanding yourself and exploring and, and, and letting new things come in. 
uh, because if you stay inside your beliefs, uh, at some point the pressure something's going to hit you, and you're going to you're going to hit X zone where you're like, oh, it's going to explode, and uh, don't want that to happen, right? So, so the answer, the answer is um, start reaching outside your beliefs. You know, like have have that option. Like it's okay to believe strongly in something, but also believe that it's just your belief, and it's okay if somebody else doesn't. Right. So maybe that's the easiest first step is like, don't apply your truth to everybody else. Let everybody have their own truth. Okay. If you can do that again, you're 95% of the way there because suddenly you've admitted that this isn't uh, absolute truth. This is just your truth. Yeah. I read a book a while ago called The Untethered Soul by a beautiful gentleman named um, Michael Singer. And um, there's a parable in there. And, uh, it made some sense to me when I read it, but in your sharing just then, it just came alive in terms of mm-hmm. there's a guy who finds a patch of land and it's the most beautiful patch of land and he basically ends up building a home on this patch of land and he keeps building, building, building and it's like this patch of land's perfect. It's in the sun and it's just epic and he's built it, built it, built it and he gets carried away with building and eventually, you know, there's too much sunlight coming in so he can boards up the windows and just ends up, you know, in his home and looking for bits of light and doesn't really go out and just keeps looking for the light, not knowing that there is so much light outside. Um, and only now did I really, did it really coalesce for me in your sharing. Um, I'm sure there's many interpretations of the parable, but for me the belief systems and how they lock us in from all the light that's out there is um is really present yeah thank you so much for sharing that jeffrey yeah yeah it's really uh it's really timely that's that's the big thing that we're that's their big challenge right now as a as a species that's as as we're evolving is the energy is pushing us to uh, move beyond that and it's it'll be a make or break like um it's not gonna we can't win in a tug of use tug of war against the universe right Universe is going to win. <laughs> no matter how strong we are, you're not going to win. But it doesn't have to be a fight either, right? So that's that's the whole thing. It's like this new energy is coming in. Am I going to am I going to resist it? You know, which uh, you can get really strong and resist for a while, but at some point you're going to fighting against it, and then you're going to lose. Um, or can just step by step, can you say, oh, "I'm resisting"? Okay. I'm going to flow instead. Okay. I don't know what that means, but I'm just going to do this. <laughs> I'm just going to let go a little bit. I'm getting wound up. I'm, I'm getting excited about whatever my thing is. And then just like, okay, I'm going to turn it down a notch. Oh, I'm just going to let go of that. Okay. I'm going to stop talking about that thing. Cause nobody really likes listening to me talk about it. I don't even like listening to myself talk about it anymore. <laughs> you know? like, so I'm going to let that one go. So just kind of start letting stuff go, letting stuff go. And, um, and be amused. Don't judge yourself. There's nothing wrong with you that you have beliefs. It's that you're, we're all alive. We all have beliefs. I have beliefs. And uh, I just know that mine aren't true. Yeah. And I love, <laughs> That's the, right. <laughs> I love the, I love the distillation that they're just, they're, they're little hacks that we installed in place um, to just optimize the experience and accelerate the journey uh, or our way navigating the journey, but yeah, worth, worth getting humble and and checking in with them. Another point you mentioned earlier was, um, yeah, there was just this real awareness dropping in for me around um, epigenetics and how everything just gets switched on and off, which is we've had Dr. Bruce Lipton on the podcast and he talks about how 
you know, we, we basically come in as these clear slated blobs, most of us. Um, and it's all, it's all nurturing is in this conversation. It's like, you know, you just, things just flick on and off and, uh, you know, the beliefs of our parents and the beliefs of wherever we pick all this up. Um, so that was really, um, coalescing for me as well. Just this, um, awareness of what Bruce is, uh, glued into in regards to spirit mind and then how the material mind sort of flicks things on and off, um, to help the character navigate the story and the journey. My question was going to be um from the places we've been around the nature of fun and play you've mentioned fun a few times in this um in this <laughs> yeah. podcast so yeah the is the spirit mind like you've uh you've associated the word love to it um but then you also described like you going through your challenges and also like oh well okay yes that was kind of fun uh, <laughs> you know and so this frequency of fun or is it the frequency of play is the universe at play at large like what's what's going on there that's a great question yeah so yeah fun like i i'm enjoying this journey of being here in a body on the planet right now talking to you interacting with everybody else and like this is intensely real <laughs> and it's it's uh the emotions are just insane, you know, like just total love sometimes and then like total grief sometimes and like anger. And like, I mean, this is, it's just so wild of a ride and I, I love it. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. It's um, for me, that's fun. Like I, I love personal growth and I love expanding. I love learning where I'm wrong and trying new things and so, so for me, all the fun is kind of actually over here. It's all about being here in the body. Now, how does that compare with love? Uh, love is, is definitely bigger. You know, love is just this, uh, for, you know, all on full, all knowing presence that there, that there, there is no judgment at all. You know, there's just, there's just love. That's the only thing that's there. So fun is definitely like a little eddy over here that I'm enjoying. You know, it's it's different than the consciousness of love. And in fact, it's kind of funny. We had to put a little qualifier for people coming into the spirit mind training because a lot of my students are used to my energy work where we're doing a lot of stuff and we're creating stuff and there's always some action you're taking. And it's it's fun. It's fun because there's like action that you're taking. And if, you know, like hey, I'm making progress, I'm learning and I'm doing stuff. And um then they come into this space where we're talking about spirit mind, where we're just uh, finding that space of love. And and one, one of my good friends, he said, I get it. I'm really glad I'm taking this. But to be honest, it's kind of boring. Like just being in love is like pretty boring. And I was <laughs> just laughing, you know, <laughs> we're like, totally, because what's missing over here in love? Drama. Drama is missing right? Drama lives over here, right? But we love drama. I love drama. Everybody loves drama, <laughs> or it's dramatic comedy, or, you know, like drama is is the, the juicy, exciting stuff of life. Um, it's also where all the trouble comes from, right? But, you know, but, but we're, we're so addicted to this. It's kind of like being addicted to caffeine that if like you stop it for a while, you kind of have these withdrawals. It's like, where's my drama? Oh, I don't want to just have love all the time. I, oh, I need some drama, you know? 
<laughs> but if you kind of wait for the withdrawal symptoms to pass, then all of a sudden, and this really opens up, it's like, oh man, this feeling of love, this spirit mind space, this is what I wanted and I didn't even know it. Like all that stuff I thought I needed, that's just some stuff I saw some guy on YouTube had it. And so I wanted it too. <laughs> like, but this is this is what I actually want. And the reason is because this is who I actually am. I'm not all these things. I'm not, I'm not even this body. I mean, at, at the moment I am, but ultimately there's more. Um, so it's like this becomes the most uh, fulfilling. You know, this is the place that's already full. So this, this is fulfillment over here. But it takes a while because uh, the, I got to admit, yeah, this is pretty fun over here. Drama is really fun. Uh, so at kind of the next stage, I should probably give a little tease here. Like the next part is once you're able to kind of like quiet the drama down enough that this this wakes up and then this energy here actually goes inside, uh, which is where it, that's where it naturally belongs. It's what my wife teaches. She says, this is our natural state. There's nothing wrong with this mind. It just it was intended to be centered within love. But somehow along the way, we got, somehow we got it out here and it just became centered in nothing. And so it's like, um, she says, it's like a bunch of flower petals without the center. You know, it's, it, it's just not sustainable. And um, so once, once you're able to, like, once you kind of like quiet this down a little bit, get through my withdrawal symptoms, let this come up. <laughs> okay, then take this, put it back in the middle. And then all of a sudden like, whoa, now I have all of it. And, uh, and when dramas come up, they're fun. Maybe that's maybe that's why everything's fun for me now, is because I'm coming from that space of love, even in the midst of my exciting self-created dramas. Yeah. Jeffrey, I don't know how not to ask you how to point people to spirit mind at this particular point. <laughs> that is putting, putting the mind back in back in place. Um, yeah, again, not demonizing the material mind, but just finding the harmonious balance. Um, Spirit Mind, can you tell us a little bit about, you've been talking about it the whole way through, but there's also a program called Spirit Mind. Um, can you just introduce it to us? Um, yeah, sure. I'll try to do it really briefly because I don't talk so much about it. So um, Spirit Mind is actually my wife's teaching. She's been teaching in Japan for uh, for a couple decades. And um, like I said, I, I kind of picked it up because uh, we got married and I noticed how amazing she was. And I noticed that she wasn't doing any of the things I thought I needed to do. And I was like, okay, what's, what's happening there? And so I, I got an interpreter because we don't, you know, we're not fluent in each other's language, <laughs> which is a whole nother podcast episode, right? <laughs> and uh, and um, went to one of her classes and was just blown away. I was like, oh, I, I got to help get this out to more people. I really want to share this because it's, it's my next step in my journey. And so I know it'll be the next step in many other people's journey too. And uh so we made a program out of it. It's really beautiful. It's a five-week training. It starts out with kind of the basics, like what's this new energy that's kind of uh, hammering all of us and what's the good and the bad and the and the fun and the ugly of it and how do you deal with that? How do you deal with the emotions? Then uh, we talk about uh, how are you evolving? Like in particular, how are we evolving right now? And then kind of where are you at right now? And, you know, from day to day, so once you get a sense of that, you kind of know where your next step is. So it really helps to kind of have this map and then that's sort of the, the prelude, the first couple of weeks. And then we go into just a really deep, uh, beautiful visuals and graphics and a, 
beautiful cinematic experience of you know letting this part of us wake up and like letting this part like calm down and then just letting them be together <laughs> that's kind of an easy way to say it and then so we let people go through the program just kind of as a personal journey first and then because it's such an unusual thing uh, we decided to just offer free ongoing uh, live like once a month we do a live call with everybody in the program and it's just free it's just so like we don't want any barrier for people to be able to say oh i can't make it because of money it's like oh we'll just we'll just do it once a month and we just get in and circulate that energy and we we might answer a question or two but it's really about just let's all come back together and support each other and being in this unique state that's in one sense so familiar and so comfortable but also kind of alien because we sort of forgot who we were for so long and so just having a group of people together and just kind of all remembering together for an hour and then kind of like kind of comes back in it's it's something that um Isami said, and that I, I noticed too when I was taking private clients, that people would come once a month for a session. Even if nothing was going on, they'd come in and I'd be like, if nothing's happening, why are you keep scheduling? And they said, well, if I stop scheduling, then things just sort of go into the weeds. But if I keep scheduling with you for some reason, like even if there's no problems, then there'll not be more problems the next month too. And I was like, oh, okay, they're just talking about about this, right? So if you, if you talk to somebody who's is line, lined up, naturally you'll become more lined up too. And we can do it with each other. Even if you're both out of whack, you get together, you can both line each other up, you know? So uh, this is the beauty of relationships and relating to people. And so it's like, uh, we want to create this space where there's just this ongoing place where we can all come into residence together. And and our goal for this is really to change uh, change what's happening on the planet because we, so we're, we're going through this rough time right now where things are amping up and people aren't doing so hot with it. And there's a lot of, it's a kind of a, in a sense, sort of a dangerous time, this pressure cooker time. And this is the, the number one thing I can do to help with that, to help us make this transition into a, a less judgmental, more loving world in a graceful way. I, I believe we're going to get there anyway, but I'd like to see us get there in a graceful way rather than in a, you know, um, a traumatic way. And the, you know, the odds are, you know, still up in the air as to which one we're going to do. You know, a lot, a lot of it, everybody wants to get to um, a better place, but there's a lot of uh, disagreement on what that better place would look like. And uh, so it's... I'd like to see it more like. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's, remember, that's spirit. Mind. Yeah. I remember the last time you were on the intention of um, setting your intentions and allowing them to come with you with gentleness. <laughs> that has really stayed with me. Um, and I'm hearing you refer to the grace again, um, just the wisdom of that, because them seas can be choppy. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. yeah in, in here, I just, you know, we you were mentioning again, you know, we almost circled back to the beginning of the podcast with the law of resonance, as you were mentioning, like, you know, spending time with people and, you know, helping them come alive and, you know, lining back up. And Jeffrey, again, like, you know, these these hours that we spend with you on the podcast, it really just helping us remember and align. They really do feel 
like a transmission. They're just really supportive energetically as well. And just to hear you share and also the mind, the material mind, keeping up with, you know, the ways that it can provide a salve to the way that it's navigating the world. And I guess there is a lot more I wish to say, but gratitude is really on the tip of my tongue. Thank you so much for sharing yourself so abundantly and going into your own anecdotal stories as well and sharing yourself so vulnerably. I can't believe we talked about Harry Potter and books that I've read in the past as well today. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and as always, it's not just today's conversation that we get to revel in. It's, you know, like you said, two decades spent doing energy work one way, the last decade doing energy work. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lifetime's worth of work that we get to revel in in these conversations. And I will put a link to Spirit Mind for everybody in the in the show notes below um, and also Duality, which is available. And again, also just wanted to take a moment while I've just got the mic and my soapbox, just really in awe of what you created with Duality as well because very rarely, well, you know, just like, you know, your spiritual guidance to create a tool set for the material mind um you know just really cool that you know you you did that and you did it it's it's a really cool program so just again gratitude for that and i'll put a link to that in the show notes below as well yeah, Jeffrey. Yeah, I, I love that program too even though i'm talking about my you know my program with my wife uh this duality program is also fantastic it's just yeah. for uh, you know whatever is exciting for you in the moment those are the things you want to take and not some people are excited about this one some are excited about this one Great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to help everybody. Well, that's the thing. Even just like most spiritual teachers, like building something to like get you into like similar to spirit mind. Right. But then it's like this, Hey, I know you're in 3d reality and here's a way to surf. It's like, great. Very helpful. Thank you so much. So yeah, just really grateful um, for everything you're embodying and sharing here with us and always such a pleasure to to have you on and if you can tolerate it i'd love to <laughs> have you on again in the future we can put up with my kooky self thank oh, you so much great. Yeah, i love it yeah well I, I mentioned too before that uh when i said oh we're about to say the same thing and you said oh i'm giving you too much credit but uh years ago one of my students i was teaching psychic classes and uh and somebody said how do you know all these answers everything we ask you you have an answer and i said oh what class are you in did you forget? <laughs> this is psychic training. <laughs> I said, every time you hand me, every time you ask me a question, I think you hand me a little business card. All I do is flip it over and read the answer on the back. <laughs> right? It doesn't mean I knew that beforehand. <laughs> so it's co-creation. That's why I say we're about to say the same thing. Cause I'm just saying, you know, you're, you're handing me the cue card and saying, yeah, I got most of it, but I can't quite make out the rest. I'm like, that's okay. I can read. I got good eyes. I'll just flip it over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, glad yeah, you brought your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Jeffrey. It is such a treat. Seriously, for me, I, I like, you know, I knew you were coming on today and uh, my usual process is to like put together like 20, 30 questions, sit down, really nut them out, put a logical flow to them and then rock up to the conversation and scrunch them up and throw them out. And uh, I was just, you know, I was like thinking about all the questions and I was like, great, we're not going to talk about any of these. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just going to be totally intuitively led and we're just going to go into all these places. And that's what I was saying before. I was like, I can't believe I referenced Harry Potter <laughs> But it's perfect because then it, it gave me the chance to relate that story that we're yeah. all so much bigger than we know. Yeah. Which I think I've never heard you share that story before and it was profound. It's kind of a rare one. It's kind of 
kind of a rare one. Yeah. Yeah, like that would have been so such a. That. Yeah, they don't. They didn't all make it into duality, but uh. Yeah. That's such a trip, picturing yourself in four different places at the same time as well. And it, like, what was echoing in the back of my head was the autobiography of Yogi. When there's certain people that are like, you know, kind of in one place, but then also witnessing themselves in another place at another time, and just how, yeah, just trippy consciousness is. And I, I love just how expanding these conversations are, even for myself, let alone for the, the listener. And obviously, I know the listeners love it as well now. So I'm just, I think it's, I think it's that part of me that. Um knows that I don't know everything, so I'm just always trying stuff out. Mm. Yeah, like I, I had another one. I was I was sitting in a class and uh, thinking about something the Dalai Lama had said the week before. I was at this Dalai Lama conference, and uh, all, all my friends, we went. It was like three days long, 108 monks on stage, and uh, everybody else, everybody was just falling asleep, going unconscious. It was just so much, so powerful, the energy. So all my friends bugged out at lunch the first day, went to the beach. And I just stayed there and I was just, just tuning in telepathically to the Dalai Lama. Like, I don't speak Tibetan. Can you just kind of give me the cliff notes? Like, what are you, <laughs> what are you talking about, man? <laughs> yeah. And he said, uh, we're all one. He said, that's all I'm talking about. We're all one. So I was like, oh, okay. And the next week I was in a class, another spiritual training, because I was, I was a total junkie. And um, I'm sitting in here, I was thinking about that. And I was like, oh, if we're all one, like here we're all in this deep meditation this is a really powerful class and everybody's resonating the same frequency let me check that out i want to test that theory right so i just like i just kind of tune in and i be the person sitting next to me instead of me right and it was like when you do stuff like this you learn all kinds of crazy stuff right like right away i learned like okay now before I, it's like i'm jeff and now i'm chris this woman sit next to me and I can see the teacher from a slightly different angle, but the eye was the same. That was what blew me away. What do you mean by the, the eye was the same? Like, I, I am Jeff. And then this part didn't change this. I am part. And I just like, I am Chris. I am didn't change. Right. It was the same me, but I was Chris. And then I was like, well, that's pretty wild. So let me try. The person on the other side boom and then i was like let me just try everybody all at once so now i'm uh, i think we're maybe 12 people and then the teacher and then i'm seeing them from 12 different angles all at the same time like in some sort of weird 3d awareness and it was like but it was all me even the teacher was me and i was like interesting i thought let me go, let me go a step further and so i kind of reached out in my awareness we're at a hotel in denver there's some guy walking by in the street outside well, I say some guy, but it was me. And then I'm, I'm, then I'm the guy walking down the street. I can see the light. I can see the traffic, everything. And I can see my teacher from 12 positions. And, and I'm my teacher looking out at the students. And I was like, interesting. <laughs> right? And then, and so that's a kind of experiment. Where it's like, I didn't need to do it again. But it just, I was like, oh, I have a tangible experience what the Dalai Lama related to me telepathically the week before mm. said, we're all one. And like, yeah, he was right. I get it. But it, it's not that kind of information is not the kind of stuff that you can really apply in daily life very much. As far as <laughs> it's just a bunch of fun. Like, <laughs> but, um, but it does like, from that point on, I saw everything and everyone 
from a different perspective at times. Yeah. Can I ask a question about that? The um, the I am. Now you said that remained consistent. Do you reckon that's a bit of a connection back to spirit mind? Like, is there something about that? Yeah, well, there's kind of a joke on my my website is called IamJeffreyAllen.com. Mm. So there was like I put that in there for a reason. Yeah. And also, I, I couldn't get jeffreyallen.com. But but yeah. also, <laughs> like, that's why I put the I am in there. I'm like, because oh, I am, some people say, oh, that's the name of God. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's actually a biblical quote. My name is I am or something like that. I can't remember exactly, but um, I'm not a very good religious scholar. Um, but um, yeah, so I'd say, yeah, in that context, in that discussion, I am it would be, in spirit mind, would be the same thing. Yeah. Just be a name for spirit mind. That's a great little distillation right there. Yeah, it reminds me, and I'm conscious I'm going to let you go in a sec, but, um, well, I got you. <laughs> Sorry, um, greedy little amaret. Um Again, that's just a judgment. Relax, bro. So one of the things in there is um, I remember I used to sit down for meditations like early on, and I used to just zoom out. I used to just explore what it would like to be looking down from the sky above looking down on where I was at and I I wasn't convinced whether I was actually doing it or not doing it this is again Amrit very engineer mind right back in the days and now I'm listening to you and I'm like but I I had some tangible visual experiences um, which I discounted at the time as like oh you're probably making it up Amrit (laughs) you know um that's good. That's you know, like skepticism is really good. It's just a, yeah. it's just a step. It's not the end goal. <laughs> that's that's the really interesting piece. I'm very. This conversation today has really invited me into. Yeah, yeah. Just try, just try and differently. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah just try stuff. It's great. With, just play more. Just play more and not be afraid. I think there's back to the belief system. There's like fears around things, um, but it can't really hurt, can it? Uh, no, no, it's it's very difficult to hurt ourselves in that way. That's actually the second program that I never talk about, Unlocking Transcendence. It's the other program. At yeah, I, I've researched it and uh, I was, yeah, sorry, I yeah, left it off. That one, um, uh, like we never kind of nailed the marketing and, and and probably naming it with a U didn't help either because it's at the bottom of the list usually. <laughs> probably should have called it Amazing Transcendence or something. Yeah, ascending, <laughs> ascending, ascending Transcendence, yes. <laughs> right, yeah. The alphabetize your courses. That's a little tip. And, um, but yeah, that one's all about play. It's like, okay, now that you got through duality, we like we used our mind and all this stuff. Like, let's just let's just play. Let's. I just wanted to know what would happen to people if I if we just had experiences with like like no teaching at all. Just have just give everybody just create a space for people to have just guide them to experience after experience after experience the questioning who they are every step of the way, giving them like new experiences, you know, new superpowers you didn't know you had. Just go, go, go. Next one, next one, next one, next one. It's like 60 days of that until by the end you're like, who am I? Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, it's it's like, it's probably the most fun one, I think. But it's get the least, gets the least attention. Yeah. Wow. That sounds like a bombardment of like expansion. Something <laughs> <laughs> for everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to this amazing episode of the Inspired Evolution. Without you, the Inspired Evolution tribe, this podcast would not be what it is today. Thank you so much for your love and your support. 
Thank you so much for being so inspired to evolve. It's truly inspiring. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the Inspired Evolution on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution's video podcast. We release inspiring conversations such as this every week, along with guided meditations and empowering insights all designed to help you grow and evolve. Honestly, your subscription on YouTube to the channel helps us out a great deal. And one of the other benefits, if you're having any insights or shifts from these episodes that you want to chat about, or if you'd like to leave myself or the guest a message, please do so in the comments on YouTube. I truly look forward to hearing from you. And as always, Tribe, remember to stay inspired and keep evolving. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.